Hi, this is Alan Ouellette on the Tennisable Classroom Podcast. And what I have for you here in this episode is from a mini course called Tennisable 101. What you're about to hear is the audio from one of my Tennisable 101 video lessons. But if you'd prefer to watch the videos instead, and you're not already a subscriber to this course, look for a link on the page with this podcast. And that link will take you to the sign-up page. Or just go to TennisElbowClassroom.com if there's no link visible. I'm including several of the Tennis Elbow 101 course lessons here in this podcast series, but not the first two because they're so visual. In those lessons, I show you how to test, assess, and diagnose yourself, first for Tennis Elbow and then for Golfer's Elbow in the second video. And you really need to see what I'm demonstrating for it to be useful. Aside from those two lessons, I thought it might be very handy to make the rest available in podcast form here so you can listen to them on the go. Just the same, I encourage you to subscribe and get the video versions to get the most out of this course. And while you're at it, please subscribe or follow this podcast if you're listening to it on iTunes or some other podcast app. And leave me a favorable review if you find this helpful. Thanks in advance, and here comes your Tennis Elbow 101 lesson. Now in this episode, we're going to take a look at what I'm sure you'll agree is one of the most important and perplexing questions about golfers and tennis elbow. And I'm going to start to answer it in this video and build on it in the ones to follow. The question is, why is tennis elbow or golfer's elbow so often such a challenging, difficult condition to recover from? There's also the question of what's the best strategy for treating it, reversing it, and keeping it from ever coming back to haunt you. But we're going to get to that second question in a later video. I hope you'll agree with me that the first step to overcoming a challenge is to properly identify what it is. What's the nature of this problem? And this may come as a surprise, but most tennis elbow sufferers seem to be failing to do that. Now, I know you probably want to get right to talking about treatment, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's make sure we understand what we're up against first. This is an injury that so many people end up struggling with for months or even years. So many sufferers like rush in, they start throwing things at it without even bothering to make sure they know what it is that they're trying to treat and accomplish. You know, besides getting some relief, of course. What ends up happening is, is countless mistakes are made treat, in treating it. Money's wasted, sleep's lost, jobs maybe put on the line, and you know, sometimes relationships are strained. Uh, it's no joke, you know, I don't know how much time and money spent on medical research for it. It's a fair amount because it's still not well understood. But we do know from news articles that billions are spent every year treating, or should I say trying to treat it. It's, uh, it's by no means a stretch to say that the, the standard treatments often fail to help, except as a means of providing temporary relief. Why is that? Why is there so much confusion around the subject? Why does a site like Tennis Elbow Classroom even need to exist, for that matter? After all, can't you learn all you need about it from a consumer-oriented medical website? Well, I guess the fact that we're both here answers that. Now, I understand you may have just realized you have one of these injuries, perhaps even by doing the self-assessment tests with me in the previous videos. And maybe this doesn't seem like that much of a problem to you yet. Perhaps it's early and you're not really sure. Maybe it's not such a big deal, right? Well, I really want to caution you about thinking that way. Sure, you've probably taken a few pills, you've iced your elbow for a while, 
Maybe you've rubbed some special lotion on it, slapped a brace around it. But I imagine at this point, you're probably starting to wonder if there's more to it than that. More to treating it than just pills, ice, braces, and shots. More to healing it than simply resting, hoping, and waiting. More to the story than what you've read on those consumer-oriented medical sites. I hope you're starting to ask yourself, how seriously should I be taking this thing? Either that, or you've already been struggling with your elbow for months now. You already know there's more to it. I mean, you have to believe there's more, because you simply can't go on living like this. Whether the pain is so bad it's keeping you up at night, or whether, you know, it's not so much about the pain as it is about how much the stupid injury is interfering with your work or your workouts. And it's just sapping all the joy out of your life and you're just totally bloody fed up with it. Yes, there is more to it. But at the same time, don't worry, I'm not about to feed you a line of BS about it either. I'm not going to tell you how simple and easy it could be if only you took this incredible supplement made from shark's cartilage and hen's teeth or smeared some greasy, stinky cream on your arm, or use some new gimmick device, or tell you that you're doing it all wrong, you just need to do it right, you know, and then your, all your terrible tennis elbow troubles will be over in a heartbeat, or within 48 hours, or, okay, honestly, there may be some truth to the doing it wrong part, but not about recovering in a heartbeat, or 48 hours, or however unrealistically short period of time some guy on the internet who never actually treated anybody with tennis elbow in their life is trying to tell you you'll feel better by, you know, if only you use his, his secret miracle cure. You know, the hard truth, which I refuse to sugarcoat, is that with these kinds of tendon problems, whether it's tennis elbow or golfer's elbow, they're inherently challenging, incredibly frustrating. Tear, tear your hair out if you have any <laughs> conditions for, for many people. You know, millions of people at some point in their lifetime struggle with it. And as I said, billions of dollars are, are spent uh, every year, every single year on it. And many of those sufferers don't have any idea how it happened, what they did wrong, if anything. I mean, the truth is that the tennis and golfer's elbow, are, they're typically difficult to recover from. Except sometimes, you know, in the earliest stages, for a few lucky people who will then go on to proclaim how easy it was, thanks to that shark's cartilage or the special cream or whatever. Well, here's the secret about most of them. They were going to get better no matter what they did. It wasn't the cream or the pills. They could have smeared cow dung all over their elbows and every day and whispered strange incantations during the full moon and gotten better. Or stung themselves with bees like I did once upon a time in my utter desperation, except that didn't work for me naturally. And uh, I decided to pass on the cow dung, even though I was in Vermont at the time, and it's pretty easy to come by there. Okay. In all seriousness now, I do want to encourage you to take your symptoms seriously. If you haven't been taking the stiffness in your elbow in the morning and the, the too tired aching muscles and your occasional bouts of burning pain seriously, then please make a pledge with me right now that you'll start taking it seriously. Hey, maybe you'll get lucky and you'll bounce right back with very little effort just by playing a little less tennis or golf or guitar, or computer gaming, or whatever it is that's hurting you, it's possible if you're in the early stages of the injury. Sometimes just bringing your awareness, your attention to the, to the problem and doing you know, less of the thing that, that seems to be causing it, taking a little care of, your, of oneself can easily, well, well semi-easily reverse the downward spiral if it's still in its early stages. 
The point of this is not to, to try and frighten you. There's, there's nothing wrong with hoping for the best, as long as you also prepare for the worst, or more challenging, at least, which is what we're doing right now. So I'm really glad you're here. I can say emphatically that most people's first mistake with this is not take, taking their injury seriously. But, you know, also don't beat yourself up if you've already dropped the ball. It's a completely understandable mistake, and it's just not your fault because these injuries usually sneak up on you. They're really, really devious, and no one warns you how, how badly you can get caught up in the vicious cycle. It often starts out so innocently, you know, just a minor annoyance at first, and maybe you only notice it first thing in the morning, you know, now and then, seemingly at random. You know, most days you're fine. You pop a few anti-inflammatories, you slap a nice pack on it from time to time. But over the weeks or months, it gradually gets worse. You know, before you know it, it's bothering you quite a lot. And it's hurting more often than not. But this thing, it's not like falling and breaking your leg. And you know right away you're injured and how badly. No one realizes in the beginning how serious their tennis elbow is, is going to get. You know, how much of a struggle it's going to become. How much money they're going to waste on it. These are sneaky, deceptive, you know, stubbornly persistent, difficult to treat, poorly understood <laughs> injuries fraught with annoying flare-ups and, and re-injuries. But why is this? Well, it's because they're tendon injuries. And tendon injuries, they're notorious for not healing well and not healing easily. Not that that means it's impossible or that you should give up. You know, no, on the contrary. But I am going to tell you right up front you may need to, to work diligently on those tendons if you want them to heal. You may have already heard one of my favorite slogans, no more resting, hoping, and waiting, which suggests the necessity of being proactive and, and not leaving those tendons alone. Okay, now let's get to the heart of the matter, the meat of the matter. I'm sorry that intro took so long, but you know I hope it was helpful. One of the biggest obstacles you're up against, but we'll almost never know about, when you first find out you have golfers or tennis elbow, you may not discover for months, and you know some tennis elbows never discovered at all, is that the whole model is wrong. And what I mean by that is that the entire concept of golfers and tennis elbow, and you know the treatment approach to them at the consumer level and at the lower tiers of medicine is wrong. By and large, the common wisdom perspective and the conventional medical view it regards and treats these problems as if they were one type of injury when they're actually another type of injury altogether. Now, it's not going to be quite as dramatic as this example, but imagine, you know, two patients. You know, one's got a raging fever and the other has hypothermia, a state of dangerously low body temperature. Now, imagine getting those two patients mixed up. Tennis and golfer's elbow are still often regarded as if they were acute inflammatory conditions and treated accordingly, when in fact they're almost always chronic degenerative conditions. We're talking about night and day, a difference between hot and cold, fever versus hypothermia. Now, have you ever read or been told repeatedly that your tennis elbow is a form of tendonitis? Have you been taught or are you taught to think that it's supposedly inflamed, that this is a really bad thing, that you're supposed to treat this inflammation? Unfortunately, this is a huge medical myth that's been wrong for decades and still persists, probably because these sacred cow ideas like this, they're very hard to kill or debunk once they become well-established, especially if the idea sounds right, it's really convenient, and if it's highly profitable. 
and inflammation is it's all three of these I'm not going to get too deep into the details here yet because we're going to cover this when, when we talk more about the nature of the entry later. And I've covered this in many of my articles and public videos here at Tennis Elbow Classroom as well. There are exceptions, but in the vast majority of cases, there's no acute injury with tennis or golfer's elbow, which means there's usually no big tear in the tendon, there's no significant inflammation, there's no hot swollen angry mess it's not tendonitis at all and usually it's it's barely inflamed or it's not inflamed at all even if it feels that way uh, never mind how it feels it's the symptoms are extremely deceptive the nature of the injury is usually something called tendinosis sounds a lot like tendonitis it's a different animal we're talking about a slow process of degenerative damage a gradual breakdown in the tendon put it another way we should not be treating it as, as a, this gradual, degenerative, you know, cold injury process as if it were a sudden, acute, you know, hot kind of injury. You know, no more than we would treat a fever by heating a patient up even more, or we treat, you know, a freezing hypothermic person by cooling them down even further. You know, in the simplest terms, this is the biggest factor when it comes to why icing, bracing, and anti-inflammatory pills and shots to that, why that approach is wrong, dead wrong, harmful to your recovery, and you know not helpful to your healing process. You know, and the fact that it's a degenerative condition that is more in common with hardening of the arteries, you know, degenerative arthritis or diabetes, rather than a cut, scrape, you know, bruise, broken bone, is why these injuries are often so difficult to reverse and recover from. And sadly, you can be doing all the wrong things to treat it for months without realizing it. You know, the worst thing about not knowing this key fact, this, this incredibly important distinction, that is degeneration you're up against, not inflammation, is that it can be hundreds of miles. You can be hundreds of miles down the road, you know, driving along before you realize you're going in the wrong direction. You know, after all, you know, you're feeling better, right? Of course, you may only be feeling better because you're suppressing the very symptoms that would be otherwise telling you that you still have an injury. Ice, braces, pills, shots, and sometimes topical creams. Yeah, they relieve pain, and, but they lull you into this false sense of, of wellness, of well-being and confidence that things are healing when they're often not. You know, and only when you, your injured tendons face a real challenge, you try to resume playing tennis or golf, you try to work out again at the gym, you start rehab exercises, you pull an extra long shift, or you pull some weeds out of your garden, and all of a sudden it flares up worse than ever. I've heard this story so many times, I can't even begin to tell you how incredibly common and sadly unfortunate this is. So you're not alone here if this has happened to you, but I'd really like to help you avoid that. Or at least help you avoid another round of it. You know, another thing tennis and golfers elbow sufferers really need to know is that once this process gets to a certain point, no amount of time, no amount of resting and hoping and waiting will necessarily reverse that damage. It often takes effort significant effort. Tendons can stubbornly stay damaged and not heal. The healing often just grinds to a halt. That's a huge reason why the average recovery times for tennis and golfer's elbow, meaningless, worthless. They can't tell you how long your injury, your injury, is going to take to heal. So please don't, please don't blame yourself if you've been through a couple of rounds of this vicious cycle, especially if you've been following the common wisdom and advice of avowed medical experts and other authorities, hey, it's not your fault if you've been getting 
bad advice and following it to the letter. You're doing the best you can with what you have, with the information you've had up to this point. So that's my best attempt to start you off down the right track and give you a look at the big picture, what the nature of this injury is and the challenge we face in overcoming it. Thanks for listening patiently. I know it's a lot of talk, but I wouldn't take so much of your time if I didn't fully believe how important it is to start out with the right perspective. I've been personally treating people with these problems in my little Northern California clinic for well over a decade as a specialty. And I once struggled with a, a chronic tendon injury 25 years ago that nearly put an end to my career just as it was starting because I didn't understand what it was or how to treat it. And just in case you're wondering what it is that informs this video series and tennis elbow classroom in general, that's it. So I'll see you in the next video in the series. Keep an eye out for that email. And in the meantime, if you'd like to learn in greater detail why the standard treatments are, are misdirected and wrong and can do you more harm than good, I have individual articles with videos about each of them you can explore, including articles on braces, ice, you know, rest, and, and cortisone shots, the worst mistake you can make, as well as a very important article and video about that this inflammation tendonitis myth. Now, these articles are, are linked to, or I'm going to link to them from the page this video is on, so if you scroll down, you'll see those links. And I really encourage you to spend some time with those articles and videos. I know time is short. You have better things to do than read or listen to me rattle on. But as you're starting to learn or you've already learned the hard way, tennis and golfer's elbow are not simple and easy to understand or easy to treat and recover from as they're often made out to be. So here's to breaking that vicious cycle into your full and permanent recovery.